Welcome to But Jesus Drank Wine and other stories that kept us stuck. I'm Mead. And I'm Christy. In this podcast, we'll explore the stories that kept us, well, stuck, wanting to drink and not wanting to drink all at the same time. Join us as we show you that freedom from alcohol does not have to mean a life sentence of misery and missing out, but actually means living an authentic life full of peace, joy, and purpose. Hi, my beautiful friend. Welcome back to the second part of our interview with Caroline Duner. This, again, has been one of our most favorite interviews, and I just wanted to pop on here really quick to let you know that we've booked in to have Caroline come back for a third time because we just adore talking to her. And so if you have any questions about what she's said on either today's episode or last week's episode, please, please connect with us in the show notes. Send us any questions or DM me on Instagram. We're happy to pass along any questions about her story. And I just think, yeah, it's so fascinating. So glad you're here. Happy Monday and enjoy the second half of our interview with Caroline. I do think a lot of people who are unknowingly opening these doors don't want to and want God, but just don't know how it works. And I think that it's, I think it's possible that it's a little bit more nuanced. Like, I don't think that God ever left me. And Mm -hmm. so that's the other interesting part of like, even though I was doing all this stuff that was dangerous, like spiritually dangerous, and I probably, and I'm sure that I invited things in, I, I think that God knew that what I really wanted was to understand him. And I don't think that Mm -hmm. I was abandoned. So it is this, it's just, Mm -hmm. it's interesting thing to look back on and try and make sense of but anyway it worked like my like thing worked but very quickly I I went deeper into energy work like I thought that energy work was the answer it was going to process all the trauma and all the beliefs and all the stuck energy that was limiting me in my life with my career and with my love life and with my health. So health was always still like this big goal. Like if I can be, if I can let like, you know, get rid of all my energetic blockages, then I will finally be healed. And then everything else in my life will be absolutely perfect. So I went into it just kind of like, it was weird. I I was in an online business uh, Facebook group because I was writing. At that point, I was writing the effort diet blog and it was growing and it was you know it had a life of its own and again i i think that that was god like ironically but i was still thinking that all of these other things were going to help me it was a it was a woo woo online business group so a lot of energy workers who were building up their business were in there and were like offering these things and getting clients and students through that. And I was one of the suckers who was like, wow. And the weirdest thing is like, it was working. Like I was feeling like it was open, like it was like freeing me from these things. But I think it's a combination of I was opening doors and 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 allowing stuff in. And I think that they were getting psychic information from maybe dark places and also the placebo effect. And also it was literally just encouraging you to sit with your emotions yeah and that is powerful like so i think it really was like a very basic what it was actually doing but it was making me think it was some like amazing spiritual magical thing and that these people had 
unbelievable, like magical healing abilities. So I sought out working with them more and then training with them. I did two different energy work training things. One was muscle testing based where we learned how to muscle test. I I was like, how, what is happening right now? Like the way I explained it to myself was that that we all have, that there's this like universal consciousness of like truth and that if we could just get out of our own way, we can tap into it. And that's what our intuition is. It's tapping into the, like the truths. And muscle testing is a way to override your own doubt in yourself. And you're able to just like tap into like, what does this person sitting in front of me need to like, need to release? That's how I explained it to myself. I think it's probably more demonic than that. Or we're just like totally deluded and lying to ourselves. And it is all intuitive and it has nothing to do with them. And it's placebo all the way. Like, and it's probably a combination of those things on a spectrum, depending on who you are and what you're actually doing. The other you see thing- so much of this stuff just really quick in the silververse yeah. and the silver. And then this is what it is. Like, this is what yeah. these spaces are all about. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. It's crazy mm-hmm. because, like, yeah. again, if it's real, like, it, wh- when you're in that place learning about it, like me, I was like, wow, like, this is, like, something that people actually do. They actually can tap into this knowledge just through learning how to muscle test. Like, why would I not do that? And again, there was yeah. this, like, belief of, like, this is what I have to do to heal. If there's this amount of, like, intuitive magic healing power in the world and I'm still not healed, like, clearly I need to learn how to do that. You know, mm-hmm. that's why I'm not healed. I'm not getting the specific like yeah. emotion that I have to like release from my entire system. So I did that and it felt profound kind of, but it also like the teacher of that was just like, I don't even know what was happening. And I don't even think she knew what was happening. And I think, I think she like, I don't know. I think she was convincing herself that she was like tapping into some amazing thing but she was also very it was very clear to me that she was like a very controlling business person and so very quickly I stopped trusting her in general I was like I think this thing works but like I don't like her and I don't want to be associated Mm. with this and and when we would ask questions about like so how does this work like why do we have to do the hand position this way when we're doing the like release she'd be like it's just what I tested up. So she was like testing herself for <laughs> how to like. And so when people would ask me, cause I would do this with clients, like I would like do this energy work with them and they'd be like, so why does it? I was like, I don't know, but I think it might have something to do with like chakras or just maybe it's just like, you could just put your hand anywhere in your body. It's just about like being present in your body. Like I was rationalizing it away. I was like dumbing it down to what it was, which was just being present in your body and breathing and feeling, which is why that's what's in the, in the Ephodiah book. We're just breathing mm-hmm. and feeling because yeah. in the very least, that's what it is. And if there's any good in it, mm-hmm. that's what it is, you know? Yeah. So again, thank God that I was able to, because otherwise all of this energy work stuff would have been way more present in the Ephodiah and I'd be like not able to stand yeah. by the book as much. Yeah. And I just, I knew it was too out there. And I was like, well, what's really happening? Like, what can I definitely say is definitely happening and definitely good? So I'm very thankful for that. But the other thing that I trained in was this chakra healing assessment method with a pendulum. 
<laughs> and I was attuned. I think that's the word that was used. Attuned to this energetic healing system. And once you're attuned, like the pendulum will work for you and present and you would do it through Zoom and you could just like, and again, I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Like I can't logic my way into this, but like, I yeah. guess I'm just tapping into universal. You've arrived. You've arrived. Yeah. Right. But then I was like, well, why? Like there, it was like, wow, this is so cool. Wow. Oh my gosh. I was like learning like what emotions and different aspects of, of, us are associated with different chakras and now I can assess if your chakra is chaotic or closed or this or that and organ energies and this and there was more like spirit guide stuff and you know animal spirit like it was very like it kind of like grew the witchiness hmm. but I, I still wasn't healed like I still wasn't like nothing nothing was actually getting better except my business took off my business and my writing totally took off I got a book agent, like in a way that I still am like, I don't know how that happened. And I was convinced that it was because I was doing all this energy work, mm -hmm. you know? And it's just, but nothing else was going well. And my health was like worse than ever, actually. That's the craziest part. Like it got worse than ever. I was like very ill, actually. And so it's just so bizarre to look back and be like, wow. I, I just thought, like, I just have to like, keep going, just have to keep going. And I was very, like, there was a lot of, a lot of crazy spiritual stuff that I was doing at the time, like, spirit, like, connecting with spirit guides and doing this, like, ancestral, you know, what, what it, it was like a workshop, basically. And it was all through these people that I'd met in this, like, chakra, witchy world. And I didn't see it as witchy. Like, I saw it as, healing but i i think i thought whatever witchy aspect of it was like cool and like white witchcraft and like oh this is so magical we're like forest nymphs you know what i mean <laughs> and i thought it was and, and it like very aesthetically pleasing like the crystals and like the mm -hmm. rainbow chakra you know it just and, and like the geometric things like there was like a different geometric pattern for every connection between an organ energy and a chakra energy and i was like whoa this is so cool i was like wow i've really found something this is like, this is really going to unlock everything for me. Like I'm finally going to heal and be able to heal other people and give them specific things. Like this is what's blocked and this is the energy that's going to heal it. And no, like, no, nothing ever changed. Nothing ever changed. Nothing. And when I look at some of the teachers of that, like some of the people I did workshops with who I actually became friends with and like knew more about what was going on in their life, they were like psychic channeling this healing system, all of this stuff. And they're lives and their mental health were awful mm -hmm. and their business mm -hmm. wasn't taking like all of this stuff where I was like That's interesting mm -hmm. but I like didn't let myself really yeah because I still was like well they're super psychic and I guess everything isn't easy all the time and there are interferences like there was always an explanation for like why things weren't going well and there were this is where I started learning like, oh, this person's getting, she's telling me she's getting psychic attacks. Like, what is that? What's a psychic attack? And yeah, it, and the d demonic, like this is where this person who I became really good friends with, she was like, oh no, the demonic is real. And I was like, what? I thought it was all love and light. Like, okay. I thought we were just processing our trauma. <laughs> like, I thought that was mm -hmm. 
So it was getting like, again, there, I think that's true. You know, like I do think that the demonic is real, but it was it was all like, but we're on the good side and like mm-hmm. we're the light workers and we're like, we're able to fight the demonic with our energetic boundaries and grounding. And so there was like truth in it where she would say like, oh, well, leaving your body and not being energetically protected is really dangerous. Like that's where people go wrong. And that's true. But it was still this like, oh, but we can protect ourselves. Like we, and, but I knew that I wasn't psychic enough to like know what the heck was going on. Like apparently she was like feeling things like trying to come into her like energetic space or whatever. And I was like, is that happening to me? And I just don't, I'm just like not psychic enough to like, or intuitive enough to know what's going on. So it was weird. Like I meet these friends that were like more intuitive than me and more spiritual than me and more psychic than me. And so they were like spiritual authorities in my life and my friends. But like, that's when things started getting like darker. And there were, there were definitely times I would feel like a, like a creepiness around me that like, I, I'm now like, just so it's just so like, scary to realize that it was like probably real but I was like oh I just have to protect myself but I I quickly was like I don't I don't know how like I don't really know what I'm doing and there was also like a really weird experience where I was still living in I I moved to Philly during this time during this energy work time but I heard this like really creepy voice on the subway platform and I assumed that it was someone over the speaker because it was just so weird and like it was so loud. And I looked around the platform and no one was looking up. And I was like, I could, I couldn't, I have had very few like actually creepy demonic experiences, but that was one of them. And it was so strange. I, I knew in the moment I was like, I can't explain, like I can't explain what I just experienced. And that's probably a time that I instinctively prayed too. So I was doing this like instinctive prayer stuff. And I also was feeling very, very acutely that I needed God. But I still thought that that meant like whatever new age version of God I believed in or existed and I didn't know what that was and I didn't know like I felt a lot of resistance to actually praying and I even knew like through the years even when I believed in all this new age stuff I would I would like I would instinctively pray to a personal God even though that's again not what I consciously believed I it felt better and that's like looking back when my prayers were usually actually answered or some kind of peace came. It was when I was praying to a personal God. And I remember thinking like, I don't know if I'm allowed to do this because like, this is me like giving away my power and like not, you know, not, you know, being, I won't be able to manifest anything if I, if I don't realize that I'm in control of everything, but it just felt better. And when I got super sick, like super sick in this time period, I was so exhausted all the time that I spent and I was like working from home and writing my first book. So I had a lot of flexibility and I was so exhausted that I was like lying in bed all of the time and very disheartened and very lost. And I, and I didn't know what I needed to do to heal myself. And I felt like pretty desperate and I was praying a lot. Like I was praying a lot and I would feel 
a peace. Like I would feel a peace from God. But again, I didn't even know if I believed in personal God, but but I was praying to personal God. And then I started to feel, after like two years of that, I started to feel better and I was able to do more things and I wasn't spending that time stuck in bed, desperately praying. And that's when I was like, I feel so disconnected. I feel so disconnected. I, 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 I actually feel disconnected from God, but I wouldn't take the time. Like I wouldn't do anything about it. It was just this thing that I like felt for a couple of years. Like for a couple of years, I was like, I, I know that praying would be like good for me and like better for me and like whatever connection to whatever is real. Like, I, and, and again, it was this like, I don't know. I mean, I wrote, I wrote in my second book, a, an email to God, which is being like, I don't get it. Like, are you the universe? Like, are you, are you sparkled? Like, these are my problems with you. And this is my problem with, like, I, I wanted to understand and I want, like, I, it was like important to me, but I, I just, I had a big resistance to actually doing it. And I was Miss Liberal liberal new age girl but i was very very skeptical of pharma that was like my thing that like was i mean who knows everything is like topsy-turvy now but i was i knew something was like weird basically and i didn't trust what was going on and all of my like online peers in the anti-diet world did it was like it, which doesn't make any sense with like all of the knowledge about anti-diet stuff and the FDA and the CDC and whatever. And I was like, I don't understand the cognitive dissonance here. Like something is wrong. And then this intuitive uh, psychic friend of mine went from liberal new age to like QAnon new age. And I was like, a couple of those two. Yeah. Right. So it was like all of like, the earth is flat. Michelle Obama is a man. Like e every like most extreme, 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 extreme. Now I became a conspiracy theorist throughout this and I still am, but I, I, I'm very discerning and I'm very like hands up. Like, I don't know what's real. I really don't know what's real. And I think, you know, I, I I've like stepped back on all this because that friend and I never, she was so extreme the whole time that I was like, this can't like, she was so extreme that I actually was writing off some things that might might actually be true, like some of the more moderate, reasonable conspiracies <laughs> and agendas, because she was just it was like she mm -hmm. broke. But I also knew that something was wrong. Like I I did I what was happening was so unprecedented that I was like, well, I mean, I don't actually know what's going on and I don't actually know what's coming next and how much crazier it's going to get and how much more corrupt it's going to get. So I was like she was my friend, right? So I would, I would talk to her and she would like go on this thing like, well, everything's satanic and we're living in a hologram and like blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't understand what you're talking about. I don't understand. But I would listen to her because I was like, I don't know, maybe she's, maybe she's right. She's more intuitive than me. Like she's either totally cracked and she's insane or she's right about some of it or she's right about all of it. Like, I, I don't know. So I would listen to her and she would terrify me. Like she would absolutely, she'd be like saying there's going to be a big cataclysm and it's going to happen in fall 2021 and you have to get out of the city and you have to prep and there's going to be no running water and there's going to like, and I was like, I kept thinking like, really, really hope she's wrong. And I think, I think she is wrong. But then things kept getting crazier in the real world that I was like, maybe like this intuitive psychic friend of mine is right. And I'm like, and I, so I would, I was like, 
going deeper and deeper and deeper into terror because I really, I didn't know it was real anymore. And I was like totally disillusioned with everything. And my mom is also a conspiracy theorist. I mean, I am too. Let me just say, like, I really, I am, but I pulled again, I pulled way back. But my mom was like more moderate than this friend of mine. So I would like, I don't know. It was just bizarre because like every time my friend would go like so, so far, I would like be like, maybe this is all wrong because this is too crazy. And then she would like pull me back in somehow. And again, it was like this like author- like spiritual authority that she had over me. And then the timelines changed and the cataclysm was going to come in fall 2022. And then in that like year period, I like kind of stopped talking to her as much because I noticed like every time I talk to her, I'm miserable, like so miserable. And that's when she told me that she had this, what I now know is sleep paralysis, but I didn't know what it was then. Well, she was said that she was attacked in the middle of the night by a demonic entity. And she told me that she called on the authority of Jesus Christ and it went away. And I was like, what? First of all, I was like, what? You're attacked in the middle of the night? Like, is this because you're like so psychic and important and powerful and like going to heal the world with like your energy work that you're trying to be stopped? Or like, is this happening to all of this? But I, I, all of us, but I just don't know. But the thing that I really latched onto was, oh, what do you mean you called on the authority of Jesus Christ and it went away? Because I had had a question of like, I don't, you know, the more you get into the conspiracies, there's a, there's a new age conspiracy thread and there's the Christian conspiracy thread. And they're both saying that there are demons. Yep. And they're both saying that there's a war between good and evil. But, you know, I was very like, Christian, like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, Jesus, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. So then this non-Christian friend, in fact, when she said that to me, I was like, oh, so she's like a QAnon Christian. Like, I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't understand anything. But what I know now is that it was all Christ, uh, Christ consciousness where like she was calling on like Jesus, the power within herself, but it still worked. And it planted a seed in me where I was like, what? Okay. Jesus, Jesus is protective of darkness like that was like something that i really latched onto and like i filed away in the back of my mind because i didn't understand what anyone was talking about when they talked about jesus and this was like the first concrete thing that i'd ever heard weirdly like there were enough things that were like enough things that came into my consciousness of like i think everything was bad like like my mental health was really bad things were going bad in my life i didn't i was very miserable like just like practical things were going wrong emotionally things were very bad and i remember thinking at some point in 2022 i was like all of the followers who now hate me because I'm not like, because I started speaking up about like cancel culture. And, like I started saying things that you're not allowed to say as a liberal, basically with an audience. And so people hate me. They like sort of calling me a Nazi. It was like insane and very traumatizing, honestly. But I was like, all those new age witchy people, and this is when I was still new age. I was like, all those witchy people probably like put curses on me. And I was like, and and I remember thinking, and I have no way to protect myself because I knew at that point, like all the stupid imagining of energetic boundaries and whatever, like doesn't do anything. And I don't even do it and I don't even understand it. And like, 
I just had this thought, like, I'm probably cursed by witches. <laughs> and I don't know if that's true, but it was like, it was just this awareness that I had that like, there is a darkness and like, I can't protect myself from it. And I don't know. And I pissed off all these people and they probably hate me. And it's probably all this like weird, crazy spiritual warfare. And I don't even know. And I was listening to a paranormal podcast at the time that was very liberal, very new age, very like not, not Christian at all. But they would make comments, like offhanded comments of like, ooh, they need a priest for this one, for this like demonic, like haunting that this house has. Or, ooh, they need Jesus for this. And I'd be like, what? It was like another like, secular like confirmation or addition to the the evidence that i had that jesus mm -hmm. was protective against the demonic and i was starting to believe more and more in the demonic even new age friends that i knew believed in the demonic and were getting attacked by the demonic and jesus was apparently protecting them from it so it was this like slow like melting of this resistance that i had and then i heard a ex new age testimony of this girl who was a, a psychic medium who was like connecting with all these like aliens and entities and like giving accurate readings and finally realized that it was all like deceptive and demonic and her mental health had been horrible and they were like it was like they were giving her these things but they were like breaking her down in these other ways and i i i was it like it cracked something in me where I was like, what are you telling me? Like, what are you telling me? And I, I was like, I, I just, I, I had, I essentially started listening to like story after story after story because I had to know, is this person just making it up? And it turns out that this is like something that many, many, many people had experienced. And I started putting all of my experiences, like it, it was, it was explaining a lot of things that I had experienced essentially. And then the people that I knew had experienced and these friends that I had had experienced and this like theme of you will get spiritual powers. You will become more psychic. You will be able to communicate with entities that you think are good, but your mental health is going to be horrible and you're going to be tormented and you're going to be, it's, it's like a, it's like a spiritual it's oppression that you're experiencing it's like this twisted relationship that you have with these entities that are tricking you so it, it, un, like it sounds crazy right like i still know that saying it sounds like nuts but i had experienced enough at that point to know that the supernatural is real and to believe that the supernatural is real and to even see like these psychic abilities that like people have are real to a point though they're being messed with right yeah. it's like they're toying with you doing a deal uh, with the devil as they say I mean, literally right? like yeah. literally literally yeah and i was so resistant to the whole christian jesus thing but i just remember thinking <laughs> look if it's real i absolutely want to be on the side of god like if there really is this hard, hard line, which I now believe that there is, at the time I was just kind of like grappling with like, could it be? Like, could, could everything actually be turned on its head? And I remember thinking, I know, like even though I've never understood or believed in Jesus, I know in the very least that he is good, like that he is good and that God is good. And 
if this is the only way to be protected from all of this darkness, if this is actually what is real and good, then it's my duty to essentially it started with me praying about it, being like, God, is this really the truth? And if it's not like it was just this big fear of being of being brainwashed. I was like, I've been brainwashed before and I like I don't, you know. Yes. And I I I started praying and I started doing like rabid research and like listening to so many testimonies because I at first I was like, well, I don't know, maybe they're just copying each other's stories. Like I needed to hear so many and then like see the overlaps and the overlaps in my own life and to really feel like, okay, this is like a real, real thing. And then the thing that I really can't write off, though I my brain will try to all the time, is my anxiety. And I had I had become like a terrified person, like a person who knew they were living in fight or flight because I thought that we were like on the brink of war and like being put in FEMA camps. Like I literally was like, I'm going to be put in FEMA camps for being unvaccinated. Like I was like living in like this absolute terror. Yeah. It went away like it, it, in like, like in an instant. And it took me like a couple of days to be like feeling like, like, like good like peaceful and like trusting and like it doesn't really matter what's happening like maybe all that stuff's happening I have no idea but like it it doesn't matter that that's Mm -hmm. not I don't have to figure that out I am spiritually protected and if this is true all I have to do because I was also in a place a career like I was like uh, that was like I don't know what I write about anymore I don't write about this I'm not like little miss liberal anymore like I I don't know like I don't know what's real I don't know I don't want to write about politics like I was just I didn't know what my career was. I didn't know, like everything felt like it was just going so bad. And I, all of a sudden I was like, all I have to do is like pray and, and, and surrender to God and do whatever God wants me to do. I don't know what it is. Like, that's all like, I, I, it was just this like knowledge of like, it's okay. Like, you don't have to figure Mm -hmm. it out. You don't have to be your own God. You don't have to protect you don't have to manifest the life of your dreams. You don't have to have perfect thoughts. You don't have to process all of your trauma in order to be blessed and have a good life. Like you, it was just this like, it was like, a it was such a relief. It was yeah. such a relief. And that is a really mm-hmm. big thing. What I just said of the, like, you don't have to figure this out. You don't have to heal yeah. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to be God. Mm-hmm. What a relief. What a relief. Yeah. And it, I mean, it truly is. And I immediately started falling asleep easily for the first time, like ever since I was in middle school, like truly. And I still do. Like I actually fall asleep very, very quickly, which is like, that's a small miracle. And the nervous system piece, like my nervous system is so calmed down and I'm still like, I still am not like healed, you know, right. That's still my outstanding prayer to God. Right. That, that was like the whole thing that started me leaving and everything. But my sleep is so much better, which is so huge on a healing level and on a yeah. nervous system level. And like, mm-hmm. I know that I'm calmer. And so maybe not all my other symptoms will heal or maybe, maybe they will heal in time or I have no idea. Like I, you know, turning to God and surrendering, surrendering to God is not about getting everything you've ever wanted. And you don't always, we don't always get the healing and we don't, but that alone, I'm like, well, I know that something good has happened physically and it's like a, a piece, like for real. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And it's still there. I mean, it's been over a year 
of rabid research and thinking that I'm never going to be able to write about this because everyone's going to think I've lost my mind and then writing about it anyway. The piece is still there. And yeah. And you lead a Bible study. I know. I know. (laughs) Like, so this is crazy. So beautiful. It's really crazy. I it's know. So cool. I when I was stuck in the drinking cycle and then found the freedom and then afterwards when I was feeling the Lord calling me, drawing me near to Him and experiencing my faith in a new way with a personal relationship, I remember thinking like, "Well, like everyone's going to say that like, well, she quit drinking and she found Jesus, and mm-hmm. you know, I did not <laughs> want to be one of those, right, like, right, right, right. Even though I claimed that I had Jesus, you know, like it's just." It's just a, it's just a different, different knowing, but the relief that comes from, oh, wait, I don't have to do all of this by myself. I don't have to have control. I never, you know, newsflash, I never did. It was just the illusion of control that I thought, you know, that I always had, but such a relief that I can surrender and I don't have to figure it all out. And as long as I I see him, then the rest will be, you know, given. So I love your story so much, Caroline, like just... Amazing. You're and you're a riveting storyteller as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you guys. It's, it's, I I, yeah. I think I told you when I reached out, like I read I read the, the book the effort book, started following you, and then I unfollowed you because you went like a little too liberal for me. And, mm-hmm. I, that's all, that's all. and then when I heard when Jolene came on and she said, Have you heard of Caroline? I was like, yes. Oh my gosh, yes, I did. I read the book. And I went back and I like did a deep dive and I was like, oh, it's so crazy. It's so crazy. Like, I've had so many people reach out being like, I used to follow you. You became way too woke for me. And I'm so glad that I like checked again and like, so, yes. I, to, oh my gosh, it's just so, I, I really was, I really was brainwashed. And there was a part of me that was like, this is too far. Like all of, like I was in my head, I was like, kind of like with the effort diet in the, specifically i was like i need to like make this more palatable to like the masses and i think i i i think like well, it, that's like, publishing also right, right? I mean, well i think like i it's like i diluted it all and made it more moderate in a way that i think it needed to become because all of the woke stuff that like is all tied in with the body positive intuitive eating like it's all this big thing which is why i was in such a liberal bubble yeah it's too extreme like there's truth in it. There's truth in that yes. we have body diversity yes, and that you. there is fat bubby. There's truth in that. But then it then now like, you know, you have to everything has to be anti-racist all of the time because everything and everyone is racist and everyone is trans. Like it's it's just like I I could tell that people were extreme, but I still thought that like I don't know. I just had like taken it on in my personality or like my <laughs> whatever. And I just, it's just so crazy to look back and be like, yeah, I was like totally brainwashed. Like I was mm-hmm. with a little conscious of like, this is a little too far. They're a little too far. But it really took, it really took 2020 for me to be like, oh, okay. So like, I've really been brainwashed. Now they're really getting brainwashed and like, I don't know what's real, but like, this ain't it, you know? In 2020, <laughs> 2020, like, did a number on so many people, obviously, but I just remember thinking everything out there is going nuts. 
but like I feel like God just wants me to sit in this house and not drink. Yeah. And talk to him. And so yeah. for me, it was just like mm-hmm. the the best, the best being locked down because yeah. I couldn't go out and party. Yeah, you know, I think that they're <laughs> what do they say? God, God will redeem anything. <laughs> God can redeem anything. Yeah, no, I think that there was like there were silver there were lots of silver linings. I mean, even like, you know, I, I do think it polarized the world in a way where people got more extreme in both directions, but it also like woke enough people up mm. to corruption and yeah. to yeah. pharma and to like mm-hmm. I know a lot of people who did a big 180 in their worldview because yeah. of COVID. And so yeah, no, I I it's just so interesting. It's so interesting to look back at all the things and like how I really was in the like new age version of like we're ascending. I didn't understand what that meant. I was like, what do you mean? Yeah. What do you mean we're ascending to the 5D and that the entire planet is waking up and we just have to raise our vibration? I like it. What does that practically mean? So, yeah. I mean, praise God for your curiosity, too. And yeah, I mean, and good testimony. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and but that, that curiosity allowing you to have those moments of like, OK, like something's not right here. And right. And that's totally, and being able to notice that and pay attention to that, which I mean, I would say that God was, you know, right there interceding on your behalf and, and yeah. all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the blessing and the curse. And it is a blessing that like I wrote about all of those years. My job was writing about what I was going through and what I believed. Mm-hmm. And so there was just no way, there was no way to like, Like I didn't, I wasn't really like a business person. I was a writer, you know? So when I, when what I believed wasn't lining up with what I was allowed to say, like it was very clear to me. It was very clear. Like I can't, I mean, there's just no way to be a writer who can't write about what they think. There's no way. So it was like, I was forced to like grapple with it basically and then share it. (laughs) I was so glad you did. I'm so glad you did. I'm so glad you did. I mean, and we talk about the drinking fees. I also don't drink anymore, but that happened before yeah. God thing. <laughs> and, and actually was like a totally, totally like weird. I, I, my physically can't handle alcohol. Like I, and I tried for years. Like I tried to figure mm-hmm. out, well, what's going to give me the least hangover mm-hmm. and what's going to mm-hmm. let me sleep. And can I take a, an, you know, antihistamine? Like, I was just, like, trying anything. Yes. I, didn't even, I didn't even drink that much at a certain point. I did at, in certain periods of my life. But, like, near the end, I was like, can I have one or two drinks, like, once a week? Like, and it was just this, like, bargaining, like, stressor. And then I would sleep horribly. And it was just, like, mm-hmm. I honestly wasn't physically well enough to, like, try to make it work. And it was just stressing me out. But I had a belief that not drinking at all was too extreme mm-hmm. and going to be depressing. Yeah. And that I would never have a good time out to dinner yeah. at a pretty restaurant. And that I would yes, never, yeah. like, that I have too much social anxiety to go to oh. a party and not have a drink. And, like, it was, that was the thing that was keeping me trying to figure out how to drink. Yeah. And one weekend, my friend, who is very similar to me in that like it always hurts and I always wake up in the middle of the night and I would get like a headache like 30 minutes into having a drink we went out to a nice restaurant 
And we were like, I'm so tired. Maybe we'll just like, maybe we'll just have a mocktail tonight and then we'll have a glass of wine tomorrow when we go out to dinner. And we were like, okay, okay. Had a mocktail, had a great time, like a great time, no problems. It wasn't not fun. The next night we were like, I'm still so tired. Maybe I'll just have a mocktail again. And I was like, wow, (laughs) this one is great. And I literally just have never started drinking again. And I like what, like, when I would go out to dinner with my parents, they'd be drinking wine and they'd be like, can we pour you some? I'd be like, sure. And I'd have like a half glass. And then one time I had got like a horrible headache just from that. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm not doing this anymore. Like, I'm just not doing it. I could have a sip. I'm not like, it's not that for me, but I don't want it. Like, I just don't care. And I, I literally don't even remember that I don't drink anymore. Like, that's how much of a non-issue it became for me. Yeah. And it's crazy. And it's only, you know, that I don't remember what the drug is called, but there's a drug that is that like people take that makes them not get drunk and feel horrible from alcohol it's like that's what happened to me like naturally because i was drinking so little and it would still make me feel terrible that it almost like trained my body to be like oh yeah it's awesome i love it like the i i sometimes remember that people get uncomfortable when people don't drink but i'm like i don't even freaking care i don't even care i'm having a great time it's not (laughs) i'm I love that. That that is our world right there. I love how you said I was trying to figure out how to drink. Like as if like drinking is necessary, but that Mm -hmm. is what we've been Mm -hmm. conditioned to believe. Mm -hmm. That is what the world Mm -hmm. tells us for all those reasons you listed, the social anxiety, have fun Mm -hmm. at a pretty restaurant, Mm -hmm. all of that. Mm -hmm. And you just paying attention to how it was not working for you and that's crazy. Because I remember like I I remember when people wouldn't have a drink at a party. I'd be like, why? Yeah. Like, why would you do that? Why? I'd be like, this is so, and I like, it was like the, uh, it was like the alcoholic in me at the time being like, what do you mean you're not going to have a glass of wine? Like, I really was disturbed. (laughs) And so that was the thing too, being like, oh, I know how other people feel about it, but I just got to a point where I was like, I don't freaking care what you think. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. It's the best place to be here. (laughs) Yeah. It's great. And that was like a couple months before. My conversion, weirdly enough. Yeah. I think that we're going to have to have you back. <laughs> I have so many more questions and things to talk about. But I'd, lo- I'd love to come back. Yeah. I yeah. I, at a certain point, I was like, I think I wasn't even looking at the clock and I was just going and I was like, I'm probably. I could listen to you talk all day. Babe. Same. Yeah. Like, yeah. Let's, let's, let's get <laughs> off and then rebook uh, the next. Yeah, you know, I'd bless you. Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> But will you tell everybody where to find you? And we'll put everything in the show notes, obviously. Yes. On Instagram, if you can, if they even show you my story, which, you know, feel like they show nobody my I story. I see them. <laughs> okay, good. At Caroline Dooner. So it's just first name, last name. And then from there, you well, you can also go to carolinedooner.com and that'll link to my books and my Substack, which is where I'm writing now between the second book and hopefully the third book yeah oh my god and i recommend if you like i recommend reading new age demons that's like the first thing i wrote about it and it was the most it was the thing that i wrote that was the most geared towards people who are extremely skeptical Mm -hmm. yeah like there was a lot of is that the one you wrote instead of writing about the shoes and your bunion yes yeah okay yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) great Uh great choice there although i would read anything you write so if you write that one one day i'll read it too because i 
love mm. listening to you and reading what you write and just, yeah, your wisdom and your experience and your humor and all of it. It's just such a, yeah, such a delight to have you. Thank you for being here. Thank you. That's so nice. This has been so fun. Thank We're going to do it again you. soon. And for, thanks for listening, y'all. We'll see you next week. See you on Monday. We'll see our readers soon. Thank you so much for joining us again this week. You can find all of our episodes at butjesusdrankwine.com and make sure you follow us over on the gram at Love Life Sober with Christy and Mead at I'm Not Sober, I'm Free. To learn more about what we do, you can visit our websites at meadhollandshirley.com and lovelifesober.com. Take a screenshot of this podcast and share it with a friend or two. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't have to worry about missing a single episode. And if you love what we're doing, please leave us a review on Apple or Spotify. This helps more women who are feeling stuck and alone in the overdrinking cycle to find hope and encouragement. Thanks, ladies. We so appreciate you. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.